Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. ABC original movie. Jeff. Olivia. Wow. Jeff's family and my family have been coming here for Christmas since we were six. See the way he looks at you. The same way he looked at you when you were teenagers. I have to let him know how I feel before another Christmas goes by. Fall in love this holiday season. Leah Michelle stars in an ABC original movie. Same time next Christmas. Premieres Thursday, December 5th on ABC. Hello, and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. Jenna, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How you doing? Good. Good. I feel like we've been doing this so intro <laughs> so many times, we like, have it down pat. We're so, yeah. We got A it. material. We, we got, got, got this. Uh, today, we are covering a movie called Same Time Next Christmas, which premiered on ABC, mm-hmm. starring Queen Icon legend Leah Michelle, who I love, which is not a popular opinion. Oh. A lot of people do not care for Leah Michelle. Is it because of the whole post-glee? I don't know why they don't like her, but I think maybe because of Glee, people thought she was a little bit annoying or something like that. But I always feel like we should support her. She's such a talent. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes me sad that she's being sort of cast aside and not given like Hollywood roles. I know this movie was an ABC film, but from what I understand, it was developed as a freeform movie. Oh. And then it became something that they decided to put on ABC because they thought it was good enough. Yeah. So... That's the that on that. It does have good sets, and it is interesting how they do it. And at the end of the movie, there was a freeform product. It said like a freeform production, so oh. it must have been a freeform movie. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but I really enjoyed it for a few different reasons, and we're going to get into the movie in just a second. But before I do, I want to say uh, that she has a holiday album out that I've been listening to that I think is fantastic. It's got Jonathan Groff's on it, who's her best friend in real life. And Darren Chris from Glee is on it. And it's just yeah. like a solid Christmas album. She has a original Christmas song called Christmas in New York that I think is great. Um, but it's a, a solid Christmas album. If you ever liked any of the Glee songs, which I unfortunately did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll love it. Does she cover the classics? Yeah, she does. I'll be home for Christmas. She does a lot of them. I, I, she does a lot of great Christmas. I think there's only one original. Yeah. She also does Do You Want to Build a Snowman from Frozen, mm. which inexplicably is now a holiday song, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's like disappointing that. she doesn't have Adina Menzel on. Oh, god! Because they played Mother Daughter on Glee, mm-hmm. and Adina just came out with a, her second holiday album. That would have been a good tie-in. Right. Um, the only hard copy CD I still own is Sync Christmas, and I oh, listen well, to it every sure. holiday season. I love that oh, album to it's this day. so good. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Happy Holidays. Oh, uh, oh, holy so night. Good. It's so good. They have a ballad with Rosie O'Donnell that's on her Christmas album. What? Yeah. Wow. Rosie O'Donnell, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell inexplicably has two holiday albums. She, of singing? She's released two. <laughs> she's released two holiday albums. I own them both. They're both fantastic. They're her doing duets with other people. Oh, she has a duet with El- Elmo. She has a duet with um, wow. Angelica Pickles from Rugrats, Queen Icon Legend. I feel like she, she would do spoken word. I feel like she would be really good at spoken word poetry. She has a terrible voice, but she does a lot of duets. There's also that. a version of 
what is it that she does with Cher? And the CD came out right around the time of Cher's Believe album. Oh, so they do heavy, uh, heavy voice. What is that voice changer? Synth- synthesizing? Whatever that voice yeah. changer. Do you believe in life after love? Oh, they do <laughs> oh, have bears, bears. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wagon wheel with Tushi. Um, but yeah, she has a duet with Cher where they got the voice coder thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, is it, I don't know, Please Come Home for Christmas, I think. Rosie's lived many lives. She has. Yeah. It's so funny to me that she was like dubbed the queen of nice back oh, in the day. I could talk about Rosie for hours. Yeah. She was dubbed the queen of nice. When she had a talk show. When she had her talk mm-hmm. show. And then it's like her shift and suddenly became this like angry lesbian, mm-hmm. which she had referenced on The View. She said, now I'm big, fat, angry, lesbian Rosie, she said in that infamous fight with Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, but so it's such a weird shift. She was queen of nice. And then all of a sudden she was someone different. Mm-hmm. I, I want to mention briefly, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, that I have a Rosie O'Donnell ornament on my tree. Oh, which one? That's a cartoon yeah. version of Rosie. That she did as like a charity thing during her talk show years. Yes. And it arrived at my house with no return address. I did not order it. What? Three years ago or something around the holiday season, I get this package that was a Rosie O'Donnell ornament. I I said to Matt, I said, did you give this? Did you order this for me? Because it was a perfect gift. Yeah. Of course, I love it. I didn't even know it existed. And no one's owned up to it? No one's owned up to it. If anyone out there knows who sent me this Rosie O'Donnell ornament, know that I worship them. I've since ordered an extra one just in case this one breaks. I ordered one That's on smart. eBay because I loved it so much. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, it came. It was a Christmas miracle. That is so interesting. Christmas That's so miracles funny. do happen. They and do. that happened. Yeah. So I got this Rosa Donna ornament, but... uh that's neither here nor there. This Leah Michelle movie. <laughs> oh yes, which I liked it because this is the second one we've ever covered that has a lot of time travel. Night Love, before right? Christmas had a longer time travel, but this one we saw through in a lifetime. Things moved fast, 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 fast. Now we open with Olivia Anderson is her name, mm-hmm. Leah Michelle's character. She's a working gal in Cincinnati, which at first I thought yeah. was in New York, but I love to see that it was Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. an Ohio gal myself. Yes. I'm from the Cleveland area, but it was nice to see Ohio representation on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guy that she's an architect. Yes. I'm not sure that's that believable to me. Yeah. I would have liked her to have like some sort of singing role. Yeah. She's got a great voice. She just has a new holiday album out. She should have, instead of been an architect, it may be something else. Uh, yeah. Something that sings. Mm-hmm. A musician. A karaoke. Perhaps. Or a radio oh DJ God. who does she her sh- own originals. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... She should have... You were right. Karaoke, though. That would have been great, too. Yeah. Because I used to know this older woman who... She would run the karaoke nights at the bowling alley in oh. Solon, Ohio. Or, yeah. What was the name of your bowling alley? Solon Freeway Lanes. Ours was Cascade Lanes. Okay. We also had a Roseland Bowling, which mm. was... I think that's where she did the karaoke, actually, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. But yeah, she was in charge of the karaoke and she would always just intersperse her own songs because my friends, we would go there in like high school on that mm-hmm. night and she was an older lady. And she would just, if no one else was singing, she'd be like, no, I'm just going to do a little number that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> one whisk- for them, one for you. Whiskey <laughs> voice. And I remember she literally like smoked a cigarette while she sang. So it was. <laughs> Those were the glory days of bowling alleys <laughs> in the nineties. Like, yeah, I like never. I will never forget like her just singing. I don't remember what the fucking ditty she was singing was. She's like, "Men love you and then they leave you," and then she like yeah. take a drag of a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> as the, the instrumental interlude played. Yeah, just... and it was never like good instrument because she didn't have a band or anything. Oh, but she would play like just it. random that karaoke sounds, which they're like the worst versions of the studio recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she would sing originals and then randomly sing some song that's been at like. 
shares just like Jesse James or something with a cigarette. Ah, I love. And she her. was going through something. There was, was some man or woman that she was singing that tour. She was always we'll going never through know. something. Let me yes. tell you, she was one of those people who yeah. I imagine was always going through. You know those friends who it's like they always are always on the brim. They're mm-hmm. always losing it. They're always like going through a divorce or a, losing <laughs> yes. their job or like, and no matter when you talk to them, something mm-hmm. bad's happening. Which I actually ties into this movie because as they go through the years, everyone comes from like, which I like this, not perfect families. There's a lot of blending. Everyone's right. either widowed or divorced or losing custody or gain. Like there's so much. So happening. many layers. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's almost like an anti- Hallmark movie yes, in a lot of ways. It's yeah. still very festive, mm-hmm. but it's so anti because we're not in a snowy location. Because after we leave Cincinnati, uh, in Cincinnati, that guy, the guy who brokered the deal for her architect project, oh, yeah, this he guy. like flirts with her and gives a number or whatever. Greg. But then we cut to Hawaii. And so we're in the movie's largely set in Hawaii, this tropical mm-hmm. location, which Hallmark would never do. Hallmark mm-hmm. Channel, Lifetime, they're always in a very snowy town. Mm hmm. We also have people of color. We have interracial relationships. We have, you're right. Adoption. Adoption. Cool, There's yeah. like a lot of different things happening and it made me love it. And mm-hmm. I think this holiday season, we might've mentioned this before, but this holiday season, now that the other networks are getting on board, we're getting so much more representation, different things. There was a movie on Lifetime. Forgive me if I already mentioned it, but it was called Twinkle All the Way. Okay. And it was a Lifetime one that I watched. I put it on my stories as I watched it, but there was a gay couple in it. And it was so beautiful to me that there was a gay couple that kissed at the end. Mm-hmm. They weren't the main characters, of course, but it was Lifetime. And I was so happy That's for Lifetime for doing character. that, that they showed a gay kiss in one of these movies. Yes. And Lifetime has been stepping up and showing gay characters. Hallmark, again, is the one network that has never shown gay characters. Yeah. And the, the Hallmark president, I want to say, just recently did an interview and said he's open to it. And I was like, That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. First of all, oh, you're open to possibly having gay people in your films or gay characters in your movies. Mm-hmm. You do fucking 40 of them a year. They're do- they yeah. did 40 fucking new holiday movies this year. Not a single fucking LGBT character across the board in any of those movies. Not even as a side character. And I'm getting pissed because mm-hmm. in interviews this guy is doing, and the people of Hallmark are doing, they're asking why is there not better representation? Yes. And the guy's saying, well, we do have people of color as leads in the films and the interviewers are constantly asking well what about when will you do an lgbtq led hallmark movie where there's a romantic lgbt storyline and what i'm getting frustrated by is as a watcher of these movies i know that their hallmark channel specifically that channel not the others not lifetime but hallmark channel hasn't even had a side character that has been LGBT. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, I want an interviewer to say to this man or these people that run that network, okay, if you're not going to give us in your 40 new movies a lead character that's LGBT, will you give us, why hasn't there been a side character? Why isn't one of the, the siblings or mm-hmm. the worker at the shop, mm-hmm. the why, gift wrapper, who, why hasn't someone. there been any sort of representation? Yeah. Because you think about how many speaking roles there are in those movies, 40 mm-hmm. new ones, one year. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. And yeah. uh, I wish the interviewers would say to him, okay, well, uh, you're saying you're open to the idea of gay leads. Are you open to even just a gay speaking character? Yeah. Okay. I'm exactly. sorry. I no, lost it. You're, it's so true because that's what I liked about this one also is that Lee Michelle's brother and it, husband they were in an interracial relationship they had a adopted son i wanted so much more screen time from them i think which but it was so great that they had that like hallmark would never exactly and it was nice like oh this just looks normal okay good 
Finally, you know? Right, finally. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's all I'm asking from Hallmark. So uh, people hear me harp on this all the time, and I'm sure people roll their eyes and get pissed that I constantly am saying it. But the Hallmark channel specifically, it just frustrates me because I love those movies so much. And I think, yeah. what? You can't even have like one speaking character because they constantly have a best friend who has a husband, a, a best friend who uh, is a woman who's got a husband, mm-hmm. or they have all these side characters in these movies and they never have even a gay speaking role or a lesbian or bi- whatever speaking mm-hmm. role. And it's just, it fucking frustrates me. Yeah. Okay. So Agreed. But this it, movie, cause it's set up like it's, it's, it's not hard. And that's the thing. You can so make excuses, easy. but it's really actually easy. And they purposely stay away from it. And I know the network's very conservative. They have a conservative audience, mm-hmm. but it's 2019. And I just think if they're, if you don't, sh- if you don't present it to people, Mm-hmm. This was ABC. Disney owned ABC presented a gay couple in one of these movies on their network. Yeah. And it was network TV. Yeah. And I'm sure people watched it and didn't weren't disgusted by this gay brother that was on screen. No. I'm sure exactly. they were like, oh, that's like my family. Yeah. Anyway. And they have a black male as a lead who looks like Michael B. Jordan. Oh my God. He's so hot. Jenna. Yeah. Like so he's hot. He's so hot. He's and in like, Younger too. Do you watch oh, Younger? Oh, yes. He's so hot in yeah. Younger. And in yes. Younger, he plays like such an asshole, mm-hmm. but he's like that asshole that you want to sleep with. Yeah. I love him. I love him too. And then, so she meets that broker guy at the work party. And I love it. Also, her building is just like a basic medical building. And they're like, wow, <laughs> you win all these awards. <laughs> and then he hits on her and he's like, and then. I think he compliments her about something like, oh, I brokered the deal. And then she's like, I'm going to the tropics. See ya. <laughs> and so this Christmas break. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Because no that's, relationships that's really make it happen. meet which yeah. is like so. Like, at the work thing, good. at the building reveal, right. you know, and um, then she goes to the tropics. And, and we see a flashback, mm-hmm. a flashback of her in Hawaii as a kid. Yeah. And it made me laugh that there was, first of all, no siblings in the flashback. None. So we learn later that like he had a sibling. Has a sister. It, Jeff a is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff and Olivia. So they both had siblings, but in the flashback, they they weren't to be found. They just had dads. And <laughs> that was also, that was really cute. I love the little flashback scenes of the kids meeting, then through the years, first kiss off the cliff. I have a question for you. Yes. The young lady who was playing Leah Michelle in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Did you, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, did you feel that maybe she had a CGI nose? Oh! I felt that they, oh, I don't, it maybe. didn't look like the actress who played Leah Michelle as a kid, that was her real nose. I felt like it was some sort of prosthetic. Well, Leah doesn't have a real nose either, so maybe well, they no, were just Leah's trying to- no, nose is real, because it's- I thought she real plastic no. or real no, real? It's real. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, you oh, can. I, I mean, it's like a so. bad nose. Oh, okay. I mean, it's. I like it for her. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. bad. I shouldn't say bad, but it's. You oh, know, maybe in, they I knew a. I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I knew a girl that went to school with Leah, and she had told me, and I don't know, maybe this was a rumor or something, but a, allegedly, maybe Leah was like going to get her nose done before, but then she got glee and had to go film. Like she was a Broadway actress, oh. and my friend, and maybe this was. All bullshit. But she had told me that like Leah was all set to get her, her, her nose, nose done. done. Which no shade. I think anyone if they want to whatever do whatever you want to do yeah. with your body. But, but that she just got well. glee and then had to go off. And then once you're on screen like that, it, Leah Michelle's nose now is mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it fits her. She's so it fits cute. Her. She's yeah. gorgeous. And yeah. she also has the most amazing body ever. Like Yeah. She's very fit. She's very fit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, so in the flashbacks, they meet and they're like, Oh, our families were fighting over lounge chairs, and then they start this lifelong tradition of going back to this resort for christmas and her parents played by nia red <gasps> yes big fat greek wedding 
and the guy who played Brian McKenzie in Father of the Bride. Yes. They're the parents. Yes. And they fuck each other yeah. all the time. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. Every time you see them, they're making out or he's grabbing her ass in the Loved lobby. It. It's so cute. I yeah. love that that was a choice. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that these two are still doing it after all these years. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. And I like, too, that this is a the theme throughout this movie that they don't obviously text or email throughout the year. They just agree to meet <laughs> because they show up and the concierge tells them that um, the the <laughs> mom passed away. That Jeff's right. mom. I was like, you tell the concierge and not your best family and friends. What's, well, yeah. Why didn't they have social media either? Like, yeah. the, well, they would have followed each other on socials yes. for sure. Exactly. But one I of the things it. that I love most about it is that we were in Hawaii because normally we're always in a snowy location. And I happen to think Hawaii's maybe my favorite place oh, in the world. It's gorgeous. I've only been twice, but it's mm-hmm. my favorite place. Like mm-hmm. Matt and I say we want to go every year because we just, mm-hmm. I think it's the most stunning, beautiful place. I think they were in Honolulu. I did some research and it's the same resort that Forgetting Sarah Marshall filmed out. Oh, you know what? Her room did remind me of that. The right, beachfront. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. I just love Hawaii though. It's, it's such a beautiful, it's so, if anything, I wanted like more Hawaii porn out of this movie mm-hmm. because every, those shots where we got like the waterfall and stuff and that cliff, it was so beautiful. And like, that's something you won't get anywhere else. And the one luau scene where they get up <sighs> and dance the luau when they're first finally back. And I love it how Leah's parents were like pouring on the PDA in front of their widower best friend. <laughs> so fucking you know, rude. Exactly. Yeah. There's like uh, tongues down each other's throats. Um, and Jeff's dad, meanwhile, is like flirting with that resort woman the whole yes, movie. Alec. Yeah, she's like they are definitely going to be fucking. If oh they're, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he's really funny too. I like that he's a coach, and they really hit it home. Bless you with all of his coach yes. stuff. Everything is a sports analogy, which I respect because in my writing, I also do that. <laughs> and right now, the one I'm writing, it's baseball though. So there's just like Barry Bonds references, and I'm like, oh I just those just go over my it, head. It, yeah, they're just like okay, deal. Um, but. <laughs> Oh, and also, main guy Jeff, he builds sailboats. Yes. Hot. That's and such a funny so, so hot. job. And he's always got the button down opened mm-hmm. or top off. Oh, I love gosh. a man without a blouse or the yeah. blouse open. It's just it, truly fantastic. And I think he must have worked out for this film because on Younger, I don't think he has that kind of body. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he definitely got this kind of body. Yeah. He earned it building sailboats. Right. Which also did His sailboat is on the island. Did he sail to Hawaii? That's what was never... And he, at the beginning of the movie, he's in Hawaii, right? <laughs> yeah. Did he sail did he, Yeah. How'd your bokeh here? At the beginning of the movie, he's in Hawaii alone, and it's revealed that he's getting a divorce. He's not divorced yet mm-hmm. from his then-wife, Carolyn, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the daughter is with the mom. Yeah. But it's that's so fucking messy for a holiday movie. Oh, I know. Shocking to me that they would have, like, he's just separated. Yes. Has a kid. Hitting and at the, the very beginning, I thought that he was saying that the daughter wasn't his kid. That's where I thought they were going, that he was going to say, oh. it's her, my ex's kid. She had it from another relationship. And I thought that would have made for a cleaner break so that he could date Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, how is this Christmas movie going to be? A custody battle. A custody battle, right. Yeah. Like, it seems so foreign to me to have in one of these movies like that I equate to something like hallmark or lifetime it was messy yeah but yeah, so that's real life's messy it's, real life is so messy and especially when you have like longtime family friends and then i love that he left because he wanted to go spend christmas you know back with in boston or wherever with his um estranged wife and child and then the next year he has the kid the daughter with him and i'm like are you able to bring her out of state? Like there was so much, so many questions. So I thought that the ex-wife was going to show up, but she never did. Who did show up? The broker. We found out now they're dating in the right. city, and this guy 
Could it's he moving, mansplain it's moving more? So he's mansplaining so much. Yeah, but it's moving so fast. It's moving like, so all fast. of a sudden we're at the next year, same yes. time next Christmas, and they're dating, and they're dating, and that was. It, that was jarring at first, how we kept going from year to year. I was like, this is moving very fast. Yeah. As a joke, I watched it with my part-time job crush. He was with me and he listens to these and we were, I was l- laughing because I was like, oh, I bet they're just going to skip ahead. And sure enough, 10 different times or like one year later and never change any of hair, makeup, yeah. nothing. You know, I had recorded this movie off. I watched things on Sling Player and so oh, I recorded yeah. off that and I wasn't able to pause it because I was still watching it live, Yes, but I had to run to the bathroom and I ran back and I was confused because it, I had missed a year shift Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, what happened? Like, how is this? And then I had to realize like, Oh, we're in the next year. They skipped ahead. It's just skipping ahead. Same time next Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All. And so she is now dating the broker who I love. I mean, I love to hate him. No, at first I was, and then he started talking and I was like, Oh, please. Right. But I, like, I, I wasn't at first, and then I was when he was in the spandex. Oh, the singlet? Brief moment. The singlet. When he showed up in his triathlon outfit. And I loved his character. I respected it because he only talked about work. And then he always, so then he, when he Another shows workaholic up. workaholic on our hands. Exactly. This is an unlikely villain. And so he and Leah are dating. And he, she, he knows that she goes with her family. And remember, he shows up while she's having that flirty arts and crafts <laughs> confetti fight. Confetti fight with, was, with Jeff. Yeah. Sure. Like, and the daughter. Choice. Yeah. Um, he shows up and he hasn't met her parents yet. I'm like, you just threw yourself into her tr- destination holiday. The family Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah, he just goes. Yeah, he I just thought that goes. was ballsy. Right. And then for Christmas, remember he gets her a meeting with like the planning commission in Hawaii. Right. You know, I loved, I was upset when he showed up because I was loving the flirting so much between Olivia and Jeff. I loved when they were in that uh, water, the waterfall, or when they were like <gasps> flirting. Oh, and speaking of kiss, by the way, that's another thing that wouldn't happen in one of the other Christmas movies because the, usually the kiss comes at the end and mm-hmm. it happens once. Mm-hmm. This was a movie where that first Hawaii season we got a kiss when they're te- teenagers. And when the, we got the teenager yeah. kiss, and then we also when they were adults we yeah. got a kiss in the waterfall. That would never happen. It wasn't just one kiss either. It was like they kissed, and then I think they made a went to commercial break, and then they came back and they were making out again. Yeah, and then that was when he got the call from his ex wife saying that. Uh, she wanted to get back together and make it work or whatever. And then he mm-hmm. tells Liam Michelle, uh oh, there's a problem. My mm-hmm. wife's come back. But anyway, there was this kiss early on. Kisses were happening early yeah. on. And, and that would never happen out. in another movie. You're so right. Never, never, never. Never in a holiday movie. But so, yeah, she's, I, I'm enjoying the chemistry, but also she's dating this other man. So it was rude that she was like flirting with Jeff, her childhood yeah. crush, because she is supposed to be with this new man. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. broker. And that's not who okay. Barks orders at her on his Bluetooth. I love the, the choice to have him on a Bluetooth back at the office being like, you, we need the design. <laughs> we need the 90s. plans. That's like a it's, early 2000s choice. Totally. Yeah. Where he's just in the skyscraper <laughs> and then she's on her iPad designing a post office <laughs> on the beach. I was like, this is so funny. Where, how close to Christmas are we? Like, does this post office need to get built by the new year? Like what is happening? Oh, but also I admire their restraint because now that we're in the now, how have they not been drunk texting or stalking sure. each other on Instagram? There was so much like, oh, they don't ever communicate outside of Christmas Just week. this one week of what? Christmas week and why. Yeah, yeah, that's all they see of each yeah. other or all they know of each other. Yeah. You know, speaking of her on that iPad, like doing the design work, mm-hmm. did you ever see Waiting for Guffman? Yes. You know when uh, <sighs> Corky mm-hmm. is designing... <laughs> He's designing like costumes, and then you see the picture of the costume. It's just like this cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
It's like that's that. what makes me think of like the Leah Michelle, like she's doing architect work, but it's like not. It's just like a cartoon on a tablet. Yeah, of a front of a thing, and then he Jeff comes over. And, and I like that we never, I mean, I don't like, I would love to see a sailboat building montage. Sure. I'm like, get him out by the sawhorse. You know, let's see some sanding. But he comes over and he just says, she's like, I need to add light to this post office going back to, you know, tis the season. Um, and he goes, use steel beams. They reflect light. And then they, that was it. Yeah. I was sure. like, what? I don't know. <laughs> also, I like, cause they're oh, moving so fast. So much mansplaining. That, I know. So it's, yeah. It's epidemic. Um, the, <laughs> I also like how they're moving so fast that they have, or so quickly that they have to somehow get Jeff's daughter to really fall in love with Lee Michelle's character. Yeah. And so they do that by like having her build sandcastles with her. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Leah helps her is like, Hey, you got to, press the sand in this uh, sandcastle thing mm-hmm. real tight. And that's how you make a sandcastle. And then it's like, just that, like the Le- Leah Michelle's character building a sandcastle with the girl. Suddenly the girl's like, I want to be my new mom. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is a well-adjusted that child. Sells, like uh, the sandcastle is like, sells her to like, forget about her real mother. Who's in another state. Grandma just passed recently. <laughs> right? Like, like things have, <laughs> This girl or his life has been turned upside down. Like the parents got divorced. She's spending the holiday without her mother. Mm-hmm. And I, we're not led to believe that the daughter has a bad relationship with the mother. Yeah. So wouldn't that little girl be devastated this whole Christmas vacation, her first without her mother? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's instant family, which this was taken recently. Hops yeah. in her life and she builds her sandcastle and suddenly the girl's like, well, who the fuck cares about my real mother? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's crazy. It is. It really is. They just had to move so fast. They did. And Leah Michelle, when she was building that sandcastle with the young girl and Jeff comes over mm-hmm. and like they were they had such great chemistry and they wanted to fuck over that sandcastle. I know. Somebody had to say it. I know. That was when the girl said, I like her daddy. It was like literally two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um also throughout this movie there's a Luther Vandros oh, yeah. uh, theme happening, which I appreciated. She's in full hair makeup and jewelry, sitting at the pool, and that's when Luther Vandros is playing. And it is very like sexual. It's sexual. And I I love Luther Vandros. I think Me his too. voice is great. And as I was watching this movie, I was like, I got to put Luther on my Spotify Christmas playlist. Mm-hmm. Like that's, we need that. Yeah. Anyway. So Greg, you had mentioned shows up while Olivia's flirting with Jeff and he's again, supposed to be the villain, but he didn't necessarily do much wrong. Of yeah. course he was, he's supposed to be the villain, but he was to, led to believe that he was in a relationship with Olivia. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he does show up, which is crazy to show up on someone's family vacation. But for the most part, it was like, he was kind of fucked over. Yeah, and he was ready to propose. He obviously came with a ring. He came with the ring. And, and he then, brought gifts for the family, right. which was a good move. Yeah, so he, he wasn't like a bad guy necessarily. Super, they kept saying he like didn't like sand. And yeah, it was like that, that was like, the audience was supposed to be like, how dare he not yeah, like sand? What a monster. And he also, besides always talking about work, which I think that was a funny thing. Every time... They were together. He was always talking about work and what deals because he wanted them to be to run an empire in the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Yeah. King and queen. Yeah. The king and queen of like the Ohio Valley. Cincinnati. Yeah. And even at their romantic dinner, he pulls her away from her family and then is going to propose. And the entire dinner, he's just talking about work. And I'm like, oh, this guy. Cool it. I know. Cool it. He also, there's that scene where they have the Christmas competition. Oh, the Olympics. Yes. It's like the Olympics. (laughs) And I was so confused during this scene because I was thinking at first that they were getting into teams because that's what we were led to believe. They were in teams, right? Yes. Yeah. 
So I was imagining that like there'd be different legs of this competition. So like one person from the team would go and do the one first competition, mm-hmm. and then somebody else would go do competition number two. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden it was they picked one person from each team to represent the team. Yeah, and then they went and did this Olympic thing where they put together a gingerbread house and then had to ride a, a little bike, a tricycle, and it's just Greg and the children. Yeah, it was all children. I was like yeah. thinking, shouldn't have they have had some other child? It was like. <laughs> Very. I know they were trying to portray bonkers. him as a villain, but it was bizarre. Yeah, it really was. And I, Leah Michelle's family had to sign off on Greg doing that. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was made weird. no sense. It should have been Leah Michelle doing the competition. I understand why they had to do that, but um, even at the end, though, Greg shows restraint by not winning the competition and lets the little girl win, mm-hmm. and that made me think that he was not such a bad guy. Yeah, right? and he's an architect, and he botched his gingerbread house. How the fuck do, I, I will say, though, though yeah. those gingerbread houses are hard to make, they and are. those kids made them flawlessly. Like, do Alone. you see them? I uh-huh. was like, there's no fucking way that those kids made those ginger. I was, like, mad. <laughs> yeah, no, because you have to hold up all four sides. It's a two-person job. And they had, like, a gorgeous decor. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. He did look good in that singlet, though. I was like, okay. Yeah. And he had like some shades of Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers, mm. where he was like going to be aggressively competitive. Yeah, it was just it was funny because like my family does competitions at, at reunions. We have a, I Wait, come from what? like a game playing family. We what kind one, of competitions? Well, we, there's a theme every year, and so at the Brister family, we did Survivor one year, and it was a lot like this, where we had tiki torches and you had to do feats of strength and races. Okay. So I connected with it, but. At a resort in Hawaii, I would be so mad if someone was like, get off your lounge chair. You're going to go tricycle right. or you have to stand and cheer for this. Uh, but I get it's a movie. It's a movie. It's not real. Yeah. But still, I know. Well, odd. I feel like in Hawaii, the times that I've gone, I've literally done nothing. It's like sit on a beach and then go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah. Sit by the pool. Yeah. Um, so then we have this scene on the beach where the dog, there's like kind of like this dog chase. And yes. it was a way to get Olivia and Jeff back on that cliff. That mm-hmm. romantic cliff that they have history on mm-hmm. to get them back on that cliff and alone. Yes. Because at this point, Olivia's with Broker. Greg, Broker. Mm-hmm. And so she gets back with Jeff. And it's funny when they were running to chase the dog and Leah Michelle's character goes, Oh, I'm so out of shape. And she was like breathing heavy. I was like, First of all, earlier in the movie, we saw you doing yoga. Second of all, your body is perfect. Yes. There's no way you're out of shape. Yeah. Anyway. And then they just me. stop. And the GM got a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. For the resort, which I think is, I, I'm a dog person. I have a dog, but that's such a funny choice. But it was only because they wanted this scene of they chasing chase the, dog. the homeward bound down the beach. Didn't you tell me one of the things, or I don't know if it was you or someone else, but one of the things Hallmark always wants is a dog in the movie. Oh, I, I didn't heard know that for their holiday movies. They, they always want a dog. And they totally do. I don't know where I heard that. Maybe right I'm before Christmas. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then Greg asks Olivia to marry him. She says yes, mm-hmm. which is stupid. She, why did she say yes? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, she shouldn't have. And he took his shoes off and he's like, look, I'll stand in the sand. Right. Let's, you know, let's do this. Yeah, she and have said yes. it's a huge rock. But, oh yeah. So then I think, don't we instantly cut to the next year? We cut to the so, next, or is it the next year? I don't remember. I do know we have a scene where Olivia yells at Jeff and she says, you left me twice. Yeah. Because Jeff confesses his love to her. Yeah. And... She, that this was actually my favorite moment of the movie. It was nighttime, and she's um, Jeff says to Olivia, "You're the one who always chose dare, choose truth this time. Do you yeah. love me?" And she says, "I'm sorry, I can't." And she runs away. And I actually thought this was great acting. It was such good acting. It was very good acting, and it reminded yes. me as a Glee fan. There was a scene in Glee 
when uh, Leah Michelle's character was breaking up with Corey Monteith. Mm. And it was this breakup scene that is fantastic mm. acting. And truly, Leah Michelle should have been nominated for an Emmy. It was towards mm. kind of like the end of Glee. So it was like during the bad years. But there's one scene where she breaks up with him. And it's, I, I, maybe I'll try to cut it in here. But you not telling me where you were for four months and sneaking up before sunrise in the middle of the night without saying goodbye, that is not being a man fit. I'm trying to give you your freedom. I don't need you to give me my freedom. I am a grown woman. I don't need you to hide from me, to keep me from doing what is right for me. Like that Brody guy? I didn't do Brody, okay? And don't you think that I would have rather have been with you? Well, didn't you say he was on Broadway, right? And he's got like 3% body fat. Who am I? I barely even graduated high school, and my life has absolutely no direction. Don't you get it? No matter how rich or famous or successful I become, when it comes to you, I'm... I'm always going to be that moon-eyed girl who freaked you out at her first glee rehearsal. You were the first boy who made me feel loved and sexy and visible. You are my first love. And I want more than anything for you to be my last. But I can't do this anymore. At least not. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to 
re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. But it's so, so good. And she brought that same heat to this scene. It was really heartfelt. It was so good. And it reminds, she does the same kind of acting. And I think she's a good actor in general. And there was one thing that was bothering me a little bit is that she had gotten fresh Botox mm-hmm. and she wasn't able to emote as much on her face as I've seen her before. Yes. And I was thinking, Leah, I wish sometimes with these actors, I constantly notice the Botox and I know that's like the pressure of like looking younger and all that stuff. But I wish sometimes our like good actresses our great actresses or people that I just want to be a great actress mm-hmm. would loosen up on the Botox a little bit so that they can move their face a little bit because a little bit more mm-hmm. to emote because I've seen her emote so well. And I think she was still doing an amazing job acting that scene, but it was taking me out of it just a touch. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, Leah, like I wish I just want her to lean into being a good actress. Like I don't want her to be chasing. I think <laughs> if there's something I want for Leah Michelle's yes. career, it's that I want her to lean into just, just being a doing good work and not trying to chase like the ingenue roles because mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to get those ingenue roles. No, anymore. Hudgens is. We got Zendaya yeah, we coming got, up. And we got. You too, know, there's too many young ladies, yeah. and unfortunately, people just do not like Leah Michelle. Yeah. But I would like her to just, just lean into being a good actress and don't maybe load up with so much Botox that you're having trouble emoting with your face. Exactly. Anyway, but she was still great. Yeah, and in the scene, and everyone should do what they want with their body. Yeah, but also feel good aging gracefully. Sure. Um. Oh yeah, the uh, they bring up finally that they've been basically ghosting each other back and forth through the years, which I think is so interesting because you're right. He's like, "Tell me the truth." It's like you also had a wife and child. Leah's been single in the Ohio yeah. Valley this whole time. Like, you, like you went off and made a family. Like, yes, there was no, nothing stopping you other puts than it your on fucking her. laziness. Exactly, and he puts it on her, and it's like now you have a kid, you know. So, which I mean, they get along great. That's fine. Um, but also the people giving advice, Leah goes to her brother, which I think is a good move because he's probably the only one in a stable relationship. And then Alex's dad, the coach, he gets drunk off eggnog at the bonfire <laughs> and he's just like hammered. So when they show up, he's like, he gives his son advice. And I wrote this down. Um, oh, yeah. What if who we are on vacation? Oh, no, this was what Jeff said to her. Like, what if who we are on vacation is the only thing that's real? I think during that. And I was like, that is such a funny line. Because no, like, well, what if what if who we are in Hawaii over the holidays is our real selves? Like, who literally no, thinks crazy. that? That's like, it's crazy. crazy. No, and, like literally their lives just no. don't seem to exist outside of this Hawaiian vacation every year. And exactly. Exactly. And I thought that was a really funny way to try to plead with her. To choose him. You mentioned she goes to other people for advice. And I wish that Nia Vardalos got more to do in this movie. I know. And now that that I'm thinking about it, I bet you that choice of her and the uh, Brian McKenzie character, Mm -hmm. I bet that choice of them like being so flirtatious and sexual with each other, I feel like Nia Vardalos, as a writer herself, Mm -hmm. I feel like she got the script and there was none of that. And she's like, we got to make this my character interesting a little bit. And so I feel like she added that. I love that. I don't know that. That would make sense, though, because it was a lot of those stolen moments across the lobby where they're making out. 
she did yeah. that. I be I feel like she's smart. She's a writer. She she's is. an improviser. She's I bet funny. you there was nothing for the mom in the script, and she's like, "At yeah. least can you like let me add something?" Mm-hmm. That uh, her husband though in the was making me laugh because he was doing a lot of necklace work, like yes. he had a, a lot of necklace, and then he also was always wearing those like really gross male sandals that are like sandals. What are they? Yeah, like they're the ugliest male sandals where yes. they're like velcroy or. I clocked those in every scene. Also, Ugh. even in the night where it was supposed to be her rehearsal dinner or the night of the wedding, I thought was interesting where everyone's totally fine. Just glossing over the rehearsal dinner and Nia had brought the veil. So she's wearing it in the room. And I was like, wait, so we're committed to this. We are committed white, to getting her married. a white wedding. Like this is nothing happens outside of Hawaii. No, no we're doing the wedding in Hawaii. Yeah. With the male sandals on. Mm-hmm. With mandals. <laughs> and he makes it about himself and the toast, the dad. And yeah. remember, he's like, my wife and I, and he talks about their love story. And, oh. and it's just, it's so funny. You know, I don't like toasts at weddings. And mm-hmm. I feel like they get out of hand. Like yeah. people just keep talking. And then there's a hundred fucking toasts. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about stories that happen. Like the bridesmaid is telling a story about how the uh bride they were in college and they mm-hmm. got and it's just too long and the whole wedding is sitting there like either waiting to eat or waiting for cake or waiting to dance to drink to drink and it's like nobody wants to sit and listen to a fucking speech mm-hmm. i truly believe that no one's a good enough speechwriter like the people that are doing speeches at any wedding mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. typically not some sort of writer brilliant mm-hmm. a they're performer not, they're not john grisham or i don't know who mm-hmm. or nor efron they're not efron they're not oprah winfrey like they're not giving good speeches mm-hmm. and they'll do pages long speeches yeah. and i hate sitting at a wedding and just like being like i want to get a vodka soda but i can't get up right now cuz that fucking best man is talking about some story about how the groom Got drunk in a cab and yeah, tw- at age twenty two. Like, yeah. Enough is enough. I went to a wedding with my ex. We and there was one, uh, one guy bombed because he was like insisted on telling some horrible story about hiking and getting like being hungover, and everyone was just. I think he got heckled in the back Good. by some grandpa who was like, "I don't care," and right. I was like, "Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no like, one gives a fuck. Stop. Stop. Yeah, make it short and sweet. Get short out of there. Short and sweet and get out of there. And if you have more to say, if you want to like relive memories or something, tell the bride or the groom in a private. Mm-hmm. Let them know in an email. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need to do that at the wedding. No. I hate it. Um, but it is all moving again so fast. Uh, Olivia breaks up with Greg eventually and gives the ring back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the dad. Okay, so um, Jeff's dad. I wrote, I wrote this down because he, his big advice, you know, after he like wakes up, he bounces back, right? What he gets really drunk. They take this. him home. And then he comes up and he goes, he tells Jeff, don't give up what you want most for what you want now. And that's an actual quote by someone named Neil Maxwell. And they oh just lifted it from the internet. And because I have it on like a magnet. And I was like, oh, I've, that's on my fridge. <laughs> that sounds familiar. And they're like, oh, who said that? And they are like, Alec. That's what he always says. And, um, and then. That's uh, Alec for you. Which was so. And so here we are. It's messy. Year after year. Also, if we put together all the time that they've spent together, it would only be what, like three or four months? Sure. This, this relationship? Minutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this is not a real relationship, but it's fine. Um, and Leah is the one who does the grand gesture. They're all in the lobby singing carols. And she's the one who gets the snow machine. And, and I was he like, should have worked That's, harder for it. Yeah. yeah. He should have worked harder. I, I was surprised. I was like, no, no. This was her wedding night. So on her wedding night, she is doing a <laughs> grand gesture to her childhood friend with a snow machine. What? Can I ask you a question going yes. back a little bit? Yeah, so of Olivia, Leah Michelle's character, gives back the ring. 
mm-hmm. to Greg. And where do you stand on that? Do you think if you get an engagement ring and you don't get married, you should give away the you should give back the ring, right? I think you back the ring. Okay. Yeah. I think so too, but I just was curious. I wonder if you get married. I think it it could you be different. It, right? Maybe you if can keep married. it or give it back. Yeah. I think it maybe depends. Or I feel like you would repurpose the diamond if yeah. you got a divorce and kept the ring. Didn't Mariah Carey, remember that billionaire? Didn't what, she keep it? Do you know it? what Mariah did? Yeah. Not only did she keep like the $10 oh, million dollar oh ring God. or something, it was like too. a very expensive ring because her the, the guy she was engaged to was a billionaire. Yeah. Not only did she keep the engagement ring, she charged him an inconvenience fee. What? She sued him for an, in- she got an inconvenience fee for not getting married. <laughs> Having to, oh my gosh. Isn't that amazing? That is really funny that that's and a she's thing. she's fucking rich. She, I think she got like 50 wow. million as an inconvenience fee. That was what was reported. I don't know that what's true. Goals. Maybe it was rumors. But yeah, it was, she ended up like making 60 million off the failed engagement. And like, come on, that's fucking boss. That's And she don't so need the boss. money. Like she makes 60 million a year just from her Christmas song. <laughs> but I like, yeah, but I like the idea of looking back on a relationship like that and being like, this was an inconvenience. An inconvenience like it wasn't, it wasn't uh, a relationship. It was, this was an inconvenience. And honestly, you know, that's yeah. what men are often. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Oftentimes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she decides, yeah, uh, Olivia decides at literally 5 p.m. On, ex- uh, on Christmas Eve that she needs Jeff now. And that's mm-hmm. when she does the big thing and does the, um, the big grand gesture with the snow because she knows that Jeff likes snow. Yeah. And what's a weird thing I kept noticing too with her is that all the men in her life give her really selfish gifts. Like not only did the broker, I think he set her up with a meeting at the planning commission in Hawaii, but then um, Jeff who ends up winning gives her paper plane tickets to San Diego, but doesn't she live in, where does she live now? She's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Yeah. And I was like, and he's like, oh, it's kind of like selfish. I'm like, she has not gotten a real gift once besides the ring. And then she had to give it back. I'm know, like, so give the girl up. a necklace. I know. She really got the shaft. Now she that did. Now that we're talking yeah, about it. She, she had really to do the grand gesture. She got no presents. She has to fly to San Diego now. It's like, okay, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for Fuck the flight you. to visit you. Uh, and to also, co-parent. how did we, didn't you think that it was ending then? Like when yes. she has the kiss and they play Luther Vandross, I thought, okay, credits are going to roll because we're, it's the end. Yes. And then all of a sudden, there was another scene where we cut to Christmas Day the next year, mm-hmm. and Leah Michonne, her song with Jonathan Gruff is playing in the background. Oh, yeah. And, oh, wait, no, this is, so this is, there were two more scenes. So this was Christmas Day mm-hmm. of that same year, I believe. And that was when she got the ticket to San Diego. Yeah. Then we cut to the next year, and there's a wedding on the beach. And I thought, we didn't need this scene. Like, mm-hmm. we ended twice already. Yeah. And then they jump off the cliff, and her dad's a priest now. And all the extras, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the, yeah, all of the hotel extras, because the lobby was always filled with people who were also then at the rehearsal dinner, but no one talks to these people. I'm like, are they just guests who won the lottery <laughs> and they just get to be part of this fan? I it was very interesting. Right. I love that they ended the movie the same way Thelma and Louise does, mm-hmm. where they jump off a cliff. Yes, it was just great. Yeah. It was great. But Into their future. They, we did not need that scene at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And I would have liked them to set up a sequel. Like we could have had, we could have had the wedding in Hawaii for next season mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have had that scene. And Jeff's dad and the GM are now dating because they started. He got her tickets to. Oh no, she got him Boston Red Sox right, tickets. Red Sox tickets. You know, and so it's like, oh my gosh, now he's dating the GM of the resort. You know, and I like his past too because he had gotten remarried off of Tinder or something. (laughs) Yeah, like he was on Tinder and I was like, what? And that woman who runs the resort, like, isn't it unprofessional, like, be to bang your guests guests of the hotel? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, in hospitality, you're not supposed to bang your guests or buy them (laughs) tickets to Red Sox games, you know, but hey. um, Do you have any final thoughts? That's the end of the movie. Do you have any final thoughts about this movie? Oh, have high standards for the gifts you get from the men in your life or the women or whoever is in your life. You know, I think that's what it is. If some... If I was dating someone and they got me a meeting for work for Christmas, I'd be like, "See ya." What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Oh, from this is this is actually good. An ex, an ex of mine. I was in my early twenties. Got me. Well, he had also ended up proposing. He bought. I always wanted a star named after me. I'll tell you his real name after after oh. we're done with this. He got me a star, a oh. certificate from NASA with my name but his last name. <gasps> Yeah. Wait, is that how he proposed? Um, no, it was later using okay. like all these cards. But he that was uh, a Christmas present that I could never have because we never got married. So I have uh, this bastard star uh, somewhere up in the galaxy. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Oh, I Isn't like that, that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. What about you? What's the strangest? Uh, I don't know the strangest. You know, Matt's really good gift giver. Oh, He's like yeah, really good at sense. it. And he does. He can make like make things. He's creative, and then he also yeah. He gets good gifts. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there was one Valentine's Day that he made me this like big card, and I used to still have it, but it started falling apart. But he, you know those candy hearts that yes. would say things. So he like wrote a whole story, but like some some of the words in the card in the story would be replaced with those like the card sayings. That's cute. He like not glued so them. He on. would say Danny, and then it would be a heart that said "You're mine." I'm so happy that we. Um, you know, uh, factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would be yeah. the heart replaced. You know, yeah. And that's so cute. Yeah, that nice. But he, yeah, he's he always gives. I'm trying to think of others. He's a good. He's yeah, better than me. He's crafty. He's crafty, and then he just will. And he's very gadget. He can like put together gadgets too. Oh, so sometimes that's he'll, hot. Like, put together some sort of gadget that Drone. I didn't even know existed, <laughs> yeah. and it, it'll be like a great thing. So anyway, yeah, he's he's a good gift giver. But um, that's really yeah, cool. I did have another guy that I dated gave me. Bridge to Terabithia is my favorite book of all time. Oh, okay. And he found me like a first edition copy. It's like a really old book. And he found me a first edition copy with like a library card in it. And he like wrote a really romantic thing. It was it was nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love thoughtful gifts. Yeah. And that's something that wait, I wish someone had done a pass like on Leah's side of this sure. story. Yeah, and been like, hey. One, there's yeah. never, we always need like a female or gay to go through the scripts and just do yes. pass and like beef up the female characters. Yeah. And be like, she got ghosted by this guy. Would she really use her wedding night snow machine to get him back? No. No. I don't know. Uh, speaking of female Christmas characters, I briefly want to mention that Goldie Hawn just announced that she's going to be doing the sequel to Christmas Chronicles, the yes. Netflix movie. She just posted on her Instagram that they're filming now, so it'll yes. be out next Christmas. Oh, we are definitely so going to cover that. Because remember at the very end of Christmas Chronicles, he's like, hey, Mrs. Claus, and she turns around. I was like, yes! yes. That was a great cameo. Oh, well, this makes me so happy. I love Goldie. I know, I love Goldie too. Oh. Now, Jenna, uh, next week is going to be possibly our last episode we mm-hmm. said we were going to do six so next week's our sixth episode mm-hmm. it's jingle all the way we'll be covering which is currently on hbo yes. on demand i believe you can watch it. or in a vhs in your parents basement right. i'm watch sure it's it somewhere, somewhere. You can watch yeah. it somewhere. or just listen we hope you can listen to that one without even yeah. maybe you haven't seen it for years whatever anyway that is maybe going to wrap up our holiday season we're mm-hmm. going to try to do one more as like a bonus we don't know yet because yeah. we're both traveling for the holidays um we'll do our best we're doing our best and maybe next year we'll cover more movies again but mm-hmm. we've had so much fun this is so and fun. we thank everyone and everyone for writing us on social media and following along and listening mm-hmm. and we wish we could cover every everyone's been giving us so many great <sighs> suggestions i wish we could cover all of them. there's so many good ones out there 
And maybe we'll do a Valentine's. We could talk about that yeah, too. We maybe do there like is a hol- like a- another holiday yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I would love okay. to. We should do like some other holiday. Mm-hmm. We will. Um, people were recommending Holiday in Handcuffs yeah, a lot. A lot of people were recommending that. Melissa yeah. Joan Fart movie. Yeah. And look, we just couldn't get to them all. Yeah. So many. Stockholm Syndrome is but, a good theme though. We'll see. We'll try to do a bonus episode, but if not, next week will be our last episode. Jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Yes. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to buy Fancy AF Cocktails. It's a new cocktail book that I co-wrote. It's in Target or Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your indie local bookseller. Go buy Mm -hmm. it. Support local booksellers. And uh, you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Instagram and Twitter. And a very merry, iconic podcast on Instagram you could follow. Yes. And I'm at Jenna Brister on Insta and Twitter. Right. And if you, I'm on Cameo. So Cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino if you want one of those. Jenna, I love you. I love and you. we love everyone for listening. Yeah, love you guys. And bye-bye. Have fun. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.